You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodish, your host of Everything Apostolic. Great to be with you. Thank you for taking a listen with us here on this podcast. Yes, we're going to talk about the prayer of importunity. You know, looking at the word, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, the word importunity is in the Bible one time. Wow. Jesus uses this word in Luke chapter 11, the word importunity. When we look into it, it's a very powerful prayer, a very persistent prayer, a prayer with much desire, a prayer that will not give up, a prayer that pushes and uh, says, I, I will not accept no for an answer. Now, when you pray, what are your prayers like? So many give up so easy. They've prayed once, two, three times, whatever. Maybe they prayed for months on a subject. And well, evidently it's not the will of God. It just didn't happen. Because it didn't happen in your time frame does not mean that it's not the will of God. But we've got to learn to have the spirit of importunity. Okay, so let's take a look at Luke chapter 11. I'm going to read it verse 1, and then I'm going to jump <clears throat> jump down to verse 5. Okay? Verse 1. And it came to pass that as he went as he was praying in a certain place, referring to Jesus, one of his disciples said unto him, "Lord, teach us to pray." As John also taught his disciples. Now you can look at verses two, three, and four, and they're very important. But you know that's for another teaching. You know we've done that. We'll no doubt do it again. And and that's what's called many call the Lord's Prayer, in teaching us how to pray. But that's not the only thing here in this passage, in this chapter. Okay, in this setting, that he taught taught on prayer about. So when we go beyond that. Let's take a look at verse 5. Here's more of what he taught about prayer. Again, we're talking about the prayer of importunity. Very powerful. And he said unto them, 11.5 of Luke, He said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, not an enemy, and shall go to him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. Lend me some bread. I need some food. Now, there's typology there. I'm not going to go into the typology, okay? Many preachers have preached from it, and I believe I have too, if I'm not mistaken. After, you know, preaching all these years, I probably have. <laughs> and that's nothing wrong with that, and it's a beautiful thing. But we're going to talk about importunity. All right, so how many of you which have a friend shall go into him at midnight, Okay. I drove, I drove across town to my friend's house, okay? And um, I 
knock on his door and I say, friend, lend me three loaves. Lend me three loaves, I say to my friend. And I say to him as well, uh, for a friend of mine, I have another friend that you don't know. I have a friend, uh, he's in his journey, has come to me. He's been on a journey. He, you know, had living, his wife and children are with him. And he's been knocking on my door and I opened and I have nothing to set before him. And he's sitting in my living room right now. Again, I'm ad-living. He's sitting in there and my wife's trying to entertain them and they're starving. They haven't ate uh, all night and most of the day and they're really hungry and I've got to take care of my friend on his journey. And this is, you know, in a sense what he's saying to his friend. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not, the door is shut. My door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. <clears throat> I'm not going to open the door. So he's got two friends. One's there at his house. He's hungry. He's at his other friend's house asking to borrow three loaves of bread. And his friend that he's knocking on his door says, I can't rise, man. It's late. We're, we're already in bed. I've got to get up early and go to work. You know, you know, you know how angry my wife gets. You know, you, you come waking up the family and my my six children, you know, you're waking everybody up by pounding on my door. All right. So he denies him the bread. He said, I cannot rise and give thee. Oh, I'm telling you, somebody's got to have some importunity. And when you look at Thayer's uh, Greek definition of the word importunity, it means shamelessness shamelessness it means impudence in other words you've got to be able to persist for the for the answered prayer you've got to be able to push and seek god without shame you know you've come you might say to god i've asked you a thousand times but again without shame you are coming to get this prayer answered you're asking again you're still knocking on his door. And when you look it up online, the word importunity means persistence, especially to the point of annoyance. That's right, persistence. Are you persistent? Is it serious to you? Listen, uh, I believe it was Verbal Bean that said, if you care... God cares. Mm -hmm. If you care, God cares. So if you really care about this thing, you've got to be persistent. You've got to have importunity in your prayer, especially to the point of annoyance. Now, if you have children, all right, you've been in the store with those children. Now, my children were young, all right. And I remember when they were small and they wanted a toy, they wanted this, they wanted that. You know what? Um, there were times that when they heard no, they just didn't seem to understand that language. It's like they uh, weren't, uh, never heard that word before. They didn't know what it meant. And there was a persistence. There was, uh, especially to the point of annoyance, daddy, would you get me this? Daddy, would you buy this? Daddy, can I have this? And that's the way we've got to be in prayer sometimes. All right? Now, 
<laughs> it says here, he and he will rise. Yet he he let's let's back up a little bit. Verse eight. Let me just read it again. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend. Yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. This is powerful. Look at this. He's not going to open that door and give him three loaves because they're friends. He may have known him 40 years. They may have grew up together, went to high school, grade school together. Listen, they may have lived next door all their lives until they got married. Whatever. They've known, they, they are best friends. But he says here, Jesus, that he's not going to give him the bread because they're friends. They're not going to... He's not going to give him the bread because he knows him well. No, 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 no. This is an urgent situation. We have a man pounding on a door. Yet, because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Let me tell you something. You're friends of God. You are a friend of God. That's right. You're a son of God or a daughter of God. All right, you're his. You've been blood, you've been blood bought. All right, you've been born again of the water and spirit, John 3, 5. Yes, you have. And guess what? He's not going to just hand everything over to you just because you're his friend, just because you're his child. Now, I didn't, in every case, buy that toy for my kids. No. And you don't probably buy or haven't bought every toy for your son or daughter just because they asked. But something happened to cause you to give in. Something happened to cause me to give in to getting that toy in the store. And what was it? Another word that these children are very familiar with, evidently. They must have studied it or went to college to learn this word. <laughs> uh, but it's called importunity. They kept asking, and they kept crying, and they kept begging, and they kept demanding. And they would not stop to the point of annoyance with persistence. And this is the way you have to be in prayer. You've got to have persistence. You must have importunity. Now, no, I'm not going to buy it for you, son. I'm not going to buy it for you, daughter, because you're my son or my daughter. This time the answer is no. Okay. But they're still holding it in his hand. Put it over there. Lay it over there. You're standing. You know, you're in line. The child's sitting in the cart. No, just put it over there. Uh, you know, on that shelf. We're not buying the toy. But daddy, please, daddy, please, mommy, whatever the case. And because of the child's importunity, can you be like that in prayer? Oh, my friend, you have got to be persistent with God. No, not that he's hard to get anything out of, but sometimes, you know, us mortals, we're not as, what's the word? We're, we're just not as, uh, we don't have the relationship with God that he wants. And we're not that close to him like we need to be sometimes. And so he wants our drawing near. As James said, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to the all-powerful, powerful. He will give it because of his importunity. He will rise and give him as many as he needs. Praise God. I've got more for you. Hang on. I'll be right back.
I want to make sure that you knew about my book called The Urgent Need of the Hour. The subtitle is Revival Praying. Hi, this is Charles Rodis. If your prayer life needs reviving or you want to learn how to pray intercessory prayer and break through with great answers to prayer, I do encourage you to get this book. Now, I do want to read you a few testimonies. Now, a lady by the name of T. Bright writes, After reading this, I have a better understanding and drive to pray. And Christy W. writes, The chapter, Through the Veil, will make you put this book down and pray immediately. Great points of help all throughout this book. Brandon C. says, This is an absolutely incredible resource that will light a fire under you. One more, Shelley says, other than the Bible, of course, this is one of the most important books I've ever read. Such wisdom and knowledge. Now, you can get The Urgent Need of the Hour on Amazon, or you can get it on my website at charlesarotis.com. Well, I hope you take a look at it. God bless. Well, praise the Lord. Here we are. The prayer of importunity. What is importunity? Well, Thayer's Greek definition says it's shamelessness, impudence. What about it? Have you used importunity in prayer? I'm going to show you some more powerful stuff here about importunity. Okay, just to review again real quick. The dictionary online says importunity is persistence, especially to the point of annoyance. Do you ever annoy God? Oh, oh, brother Rodas, I, I would never want to annoy God. Why not? He's the one that gave us this example. He's the one that gave us this parable. He's the one that taught, taught us how to annoy him. He's the one that taught us how to show importunity in prayer. Did he not? Okay, so because he did, it's time to use importunity in prayer. You know, some people pray and if God don't do it, it's just okay. Well, you know, take it or leave it. You know, I was hoping it would happen, but no, no, don't take, somebody's going to have to stand in the gap. Somebody's going to have to make up the hedge. Somebody's going to have to make up their mind. I'm going after this. I need a prayer answered. Oh, I've done it, my my friend, many times, many times. I can tell you where I've got answers that were were long many months many months in praying thinking of a certain thing right now it happened in our family and needed an answer and one day i went to prayer and just knowing this i began to seek god with all of my heart all of my mind soul and strength with importunity and by the time I got done praying, within five minutes, many months went by, six, seven months, whatever it was, went by. And within five minutes, within five minutes, had the answer of the prayer that came. Oh, yes, powerful, powerful what importunity can do for the person that prays. All right, I'm going to read verse 8 again, and then I'm going to read down. We're going to cover down, all right, to several more verses. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, 
because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Now understand, sometimes in our asking, sometimes in our persistence, and in our importunity, sometimes there's a progression of desperation. Over time, you can become more desperate. You've been praying for weeks. You've been praying extra. And now it is you're getting so desperate to have the answer. What are you doing in that progression of desperation? Now you're beginning to push the plate back specifically. Okay. If you can pinpoint your prayers, you can also pinpoint your fasting. Oh, yes. You can pinpoint your fasting. Oh, hallelujah. I, I, that's right. You, you, you can. You can pinpoint your fasting and with importunity seek the face of God. So he said, ask, seek, and knock. For everyone that asks, seeks, and knocks receives. Amen? They receive. They receive an answer. They find. The door is open unto them. All right? As an insurance agent that I have been for. All my life, <laughs> uh, all my adult life, I've been an insurance agent. And many, many, many times I, I would have appointments and I would have to drive 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour to go see uh, a couple, a client, whatever, potential client, to talk to them about their insurance. All right. I would call on the phone. All right. And I would ask, <clears throat> listen to the word, I would ask for an appointment. All right. So it wasn't always easy. Okay. Didn't always get it the first time I asked. Sometimes there was a little persistence in the asking even. So, but I would ask for the appointment and then I would make the appointment. We would set it. They would agree to it. I would drive that 45 minutes to get there. I would get the address I'm talking about before MapQuest, before computers, talking about decades ago, and write down directions, okay, in the city of Chicago, 45 minutes and getting there. Finally, I had to seek out the address and finally found it, okay? First, I had to ask, and you know what happened? I asked, and it was, I asked for the appointment. It was given to me, and I sought it out, and I found the address, and I got to the house. I woke up on the porch, big front porch, maybe, began to knock, Okay, a progression in asking, a progression in desperation, a pro progression in seeking, a progression in importunity. How desperate are you? Okay, how desperate are your prayers? Okay, that's the question we must ask. And so I knock on the front door, knock and knock and knock. Oh boy, you know, knocking several minutes, nobody's answering the door. All right, knock harder. Knock, just pound with my fist. Maybe they're in the back of the house. I don't know. Standing there, standing there. All right, walk over to the left. There's a big picture window. Just bang on that window, okay? Well, maybe they're hard of hearing. Again, maybe they're in the, in the back of the house. I'm pounding on that. You see, Brother Rhodes, that's a little bold. It's a little bold, isn't it? It's a little persistent, isn't it? It's a little shameless to 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 beat on somebody's window when they're not even coming to the door. Hey, I drove 45 minutes. They agreed to the appointment. I confirmed, amen, before I left the office to go to the appointment. And they're not even answering the door. It was just an hour ago that I spoke with them. 
All right. And they said, yes, we'll be here. So I'm pounding on that picture window, stand there, wait, wait, wait. Nobody comes. All right. Pick up my cell phone, you know, call. Nobody's answering. Nobody's answering. You know, leave a message. Hey, I'm out. I'm on your porch. I'm here. I'm here for the appointment. Nobody's answering. Walk out the yard, walk down, look down the driveway, down the side of the house. Hmm. Decide to walk down there. What do I do? Reach up and begin to peck on the windows on the side of the house. As I go, peck on another window. Hey, why? I drove 45 minutes. I'm there. Why? I'm there for an appointment. You said you're crazy. You've got to be like that in prayer. You've got to get a little crazy sometimes in prayer. You've got to seek. You've got to, you've got to, you know, you've got to ask and you've got to seek and you've got to knock. When you get there, don't stop knock knocking. You're there. The answer is in front of you. You are there. You found the very address you were looking for. Now you're going to give up now? You think I'm going to turn around and go back to the office another 45 minutes and just give up? No. I was promised. I was promised this appointment. I wasn't promised a sale. wasn't promised anything but to get to sit down with him. And this is how you've got to be with God. You, you've got to look at this as, as a promise. Amen. You've got to, you've found the address. You've been knocking. They're not door. You, you sought it out. You walk down the driveway, peck it on the windows, get to the back door, pound, 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 stand there five minutes. Finally, somebody comes to the door and the door is opened and I walk in. Praise God. That's the way it has got to be sometimes. This is what God is calling for. It's the prayer of importunity. It's a prayer of persistence. It's a prayer without shame, shamelessness. Hallelujah. For everyone that asketh. How many? For everyone that asketh receiveth. Talking about importunity, not some casual, half-caring prayer. No, no, not some half-caring prayer, but a prayer of a person that really cares what they're asking for. For everyone that asketh receiveth, he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. All right, verse 11. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? If, if he ask for a fish, will he give him a serpent? <laughs> or if he ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion listen mom listen dad if if, if your child in the morning said would you would you scramble me some eggs what are you gonna do you're gonna go out there and and find a scorpion or a snake or a rock you say hey, eat this johnny eat this you know no 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 what are you gonna do? you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna scramble that egg aren't you All right you're gonna make some breakfast why verse 13 look at verse 13 if ye then being evil you and I have the capability of being evil. God does not have the capability of being evil. God cannot lie. It is impossible. Come on now. Come on. It, with faith, with faithful persistence, with a faith that won't give up. Just You've got to be like that bulldog. That oh, There's a video of me when I was uh, about an eight or nine-year-old boy. Uh, back in those days, it didn't even have sound to those video home video cameras. It was a video without sound, but it's a really cute little video of myself. Like I said, I was about eight or nine years old, and uh, somebody had a dog in our house, and that little dog, a puppy, got a hold of my pant leg. And that dog, that little puppy, got a hold of my pant leg, and I tried to shook my leg and shook my leg. <laughs> shook my leg and uh that little puppy would not 
turn loose. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, you got to be like that in prayer sometime. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more? Look at that word. How much more? What? Those three words. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Praise the Lord. Well, I believe it's in Matthew, same uh, type of scripture. It says, how much more shall your heavenly father give good gifts? It's worded slightly different. Give good gifts to them that ask him. Let me tell you something. God wants to give you good gifts. Oh, yes, he does. God wants to give you good gifts. My friend, he does. He's a prayer answering God. Use importunity when you pray. The prayer of importunity. We have a powerful God. There's nothing that he can't do. He still heals the sick, delivers the bound, delivers from addictions, drives away demon oppression and worry and fear and anxiety. He can still even raise the dead, and we know that. Oh, thank the Lord for his great grace and his great love toward us today. Well, thank you for listening to everything apostolic. Well, I hope you're blessed and I hope you'll practice the prayer of importunity. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www. CharlesARodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.